You're listening to Podcateers. Welcome to episode 289 of Podcateers and Happy New Year to you all. Hope you all had a wonderful time celebrating with friends and family. I, for one, capped off 2019 a little sick, but hey, that's okay. It's a new year, a new decade, and we're excited about the stuff we have coming up for you. In this episode, we talk about some minor changes to the podcast that will be happening very soon, and we talk about why we're making them. Uh, but to give you a little hint, it's us just trying to give you a slightly better listening experience. We also talk about some of the shows, movies, and changes coming to the parks that we're excited for. If you want to join the conversation, we'd love to hear from you, and you can do that by going to Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter and searching for Podcateers and leaving a comment. And hey, hopefully you can also take a moment to follow us on those networks. Finally, before we jump into the episode, I'd like to thank a special group of listeners that we call our podcast Fairy Godparents or the FGP Squad, because it's their monthly support via Patreon that help play a big role in helping make these episodes of Podcateers possible. If you like our podcast and would like to become part of the FGP Squad, you can find a link to sign up and more info at podcateers.com FGP. As always, to all of the members of the FGP squad, we want to send a huge thank you for your continued support. You ready to do this? Because I am. Let's kick off 2020, shall we, with a Podcateers Wednesday. So here we go. Here is episode 289 of Podcateers. Recognize I that? Want that energy. <laughs> I don't, but I, I like I liked bobbing my head to it. Troy and Abbott in the morning. Oh, nice. <laughs> <laughs> it, it was sh- at, at first. Should have guessed. Yeah, at one point it was just in one of the end like in the in the um the credits to one of the episodes mm-hmm. like they were both sitting there kind of jiving together and over the course of time i think it became just one of those tunes that they played over the speakers in the elevator like mm-hmm. everywhere yeah. and it just became like a running joke for that song <laughs> uh we are talking about community it's one of our favorite shows so it's currently good. available on hulu if you want to watch it all the way through the last season, which I think is when they they were re-picked up, when they were trying to get like a movie and a, more of a season, is also on there. Totally skippable. I mean, yeah, it is what it is. <laughs> but yeah, uh, yeah, it, it was a great show. We were talking about it when we got together to start planning some of the schedule for 2020. It was a great evening. That meal, man, was delicious all the breakfast right yeah all the beef brisket (laughs) i had never had eggs benedict with smoked beef brisket on it and i am a fan leave it to Uh the blackberry diner to bring Mm -hmm. you brisket on everything they make yeah (laughs) so you know shout out to to the folks at the blackberry diner who tolerated us and uh 
you know, let us do our thing because at some points I think we got a little rowdy because we were excited about our schedule. And at, <laughs> at other times, you know, they, yeah, they were very patient with us. Let's just say that. So, so thank you. With the amount of them. coffee. <laughs> yes. Oh, my God. There was so much coffee. Oh, so man. much coffee. What's hilarious is that Charlie had me also stop at Starbucks on the way home and I got more coffee. <laughs> yeah. 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 Yeah, I think between Gavin and I, we probably finished three pots of coffee. Oh, I believe oh, it. Oh, easily. Yeah. yeah. I think I had like, well, we sat there for like three hours, but I think I mm-hmm. had eight cups yeah. sitting there. Yeah. <laughs> I probably didn't have that many because I had already come into the situation with a pot and a half in me. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, and so mm-hmm. I remember halfway through our meal, I was like, mm, time to start adding some creamer to this. Yeah. And just so everybody knows, this is between the hours of 6 p.m. and 9 p.m. that we're drinking all this coffee. So we are hardcore. No one can stop us. And of course, (laughs) in my Podcateers mug, I have, yes, more coffee. Oh, yeah. I've got Mm -hmm. my uh, Mickey, Mickey and Minnie mug going here. And in this cup over here, there is vodka. I mean, (laughs) water. (laughs) It's water. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, that's r- Russian water. That's right. That's right. Uh, so we have a lot of uh, really great things, really great topics coming up in 2020. There's some changes that are going to be coming to the podcast that we're going to talk about later. They're not huge changes, but, you know, when they started happening, we didn't want you guys to be like, oh, my God, what is happening? <laughs> you know, we just right? wanted to give you a heads up. <laughs> I don't know about you guys, but 2019 was... Disney-wise, I think it was a really exciting year. You know, there was Mm -hmm. a lot of changes to the parks. You know, for the first time in a long time, there was a new land added to the park. And Mm -hmm. 2020 and beyond, I think, is going to bring a lot of those changes as well, especially to Epcot and a lot of, of, of changes to the parks on the East Coast. So we'll get into that shortly as well. But I think on a personal level... I feel like I, I kind of strayed away a little bit from my personal goals and some things that I wanted to accomplish, you know, outside of the podcast. You know, we talked about this yesterday that I think 2020 is going to be one of those years where we really focus on things that we want to do and things that, you know, are going to better us and just enhance what we do with the podcast. And I'm really excited about that. You know, my, mm-hmm. when my brother went away from the podcast and started bettering himself, I look at what he's accomplished so far and where he is and the track that he's on. And man, I'm so proud of him for taking that step. I want to make it clear we're not stopping the podcast because <laughs> if we all go, you know, better ourselves and stuff, it doesn't mean we're stopping the podcast. The podcast is going to continue. But I, I think there's going to be a huge focus on the things that we want to do, the things that we want to accomplish and the things that are going to better our lives, you know, and Mm -hmm. that's been a step that I think everybody takes at some point. Everybody kind of takes inventory. One of the largest reasons that AJ and VJ haven't been on the podcast is because that's what they were doing, right? They were bettering their lives. They were getting married and then they've gone through some changes. They've been trying to better themselves, you know, for their careers. And, you know, it happens to all of us. And I think we're at that point where we want to do the same thing. So I think one of the biggest changes is that we're going to really attempt at making the episodes shorter for you Mm -hmm. so that they're more digestible. 
uh, I think we get into these amazing conversations, but there's times where those episodes run a couple hours and they're fantastic. I think we have a lot of fun, especially with like armchair Imagineering, but not everybody wants to listen for two hours. So what we'll probably end up doing is like when it comes to armchair Imagineering episodes, we're probably just going to give you like our top ideas in the main episode. And then the rest of the content will be available for the FGP squad to listen to. And so if you want to be a part of the FGP squad and you're curious about what our other ideas are, join the FGP squad. It'll be the best way to listen to that additional content. But that way, if you're just interested in what the top ideas were, then you get a chance to listen to it in the main episode. So that's going to be something that we truly focus on. A lot of the changes that we made coming into 2019 with having an actual schedule and having you know things to research really helped us a lot, especially me, because it helped creating a schedule for editing. It helped creating a schedule for you know who was going to handle what. And that for me was fantastic because it, it really stabilized a lot of some of the chaotic elements that, that we had going on prior to that. So now going into 2020, we like the schedule, you know, how it's flowed. We got new topics that are going to be coming up. Thank you to everybody that send in their recommendations. We really appreciate that. If there's anything else you guys want to hear about in 2020, our schedule isn't fully, fully set in stone. We can integrate some of those topics that you suggest into episodes. So please feel free to send in more suggestions. But yeah, in general, really, that's what we want to do. We want to give you something that we're proud of, that we like producing, something that will hopefully teach you something by the end of the episode and is also digestible in a small enough chunk that, you know, you don't have to worry about splitting it up over several days because your commute isn't super long or anything. So um, that's also some feedback we got this last year. So something we're going to work on. Uh, Also... Uh, whenever we've had the opportunity to get sponsorships or, or stuff like that in the past, we've kind of just, you know, talked about it because they're products that we like, they're products that, that we use. But this year we have an opportunity to really start uh, getting sponsorships uh, from some companies. And the biggest change you're probably going to hear is that they're going to sound like pre-recorded ads. And that's because they will be. We're going to pre-record them essentially because we don't want to screw up what we're supposed to say, but we will talk about our experience with with these products. It's going to be similar products to what we use now. We're not going to say or promote a product that we ourselves haven't tried. I just want to make that clear. Everything that we'll talk about is something that we use or have used in the past, are happy with. And we're not just going to feed you stuff just for the sake of feeding you stuff. That's not how it's going to function. Things like Audible, for instance. You know, like we love Audible. I still use Audible. And doing an Audible ad, obviously, there's certain things that we need to hit and say and promote and links to give. And, you know, I've forgotten some of that in the past. And so in order to not do that, I'm just going to pre-record them. We'll have yep. Gavin and Melissa pre-record them, and that way we don't forget anything. There we go. So it'll be much easier. <laughs> and so they'll be inserted in between topics, and it'll allow us also a little bit of a break in between recording in case we need to break up a recording because we need to move away for something. And anyway, um, is that it? Is that is that the, the major changes coming to the podcast? 
I think so. And then we're also going to, um, we're serious this time. We're going to try and bring you more live streams this year. Oh, yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. We keep teasing that year after year, but I think this year we may be able to pull it off, actually. Yeah. I think this is the first time that realistically that will happen. Mm-hmm. We've had a lot of troubles. Uh, those of you that have been listening for some time know that Hazen's computer has chugged along for quite some time. And that has played a big role in not being able to do it. And then uh, towards the end of the year, you know, we had a lot of family stuff happening. And that unfortunately played a big part in not getting out some of the live streams that we wanted to do. So Mm -hmm. for the FGP squad, I owe you the live stream and I owe you some giveaways. I'm still going to do it. You know, I'm going to keep that promise because it's not fair that we've teased it so long and we didn't get a chance to give anything away. So that is still going to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, more giveaways for the FGP squad are obviously coming in 2020 as well to show our appreciation. So that's those are some of the changes that are coming to the podcast. We wanted to just let you know because this is probably going to be the last episode where we live read anything. Mm-hmm. And then starting next episode, you'll start to hear some of those pre-recorded things and some of those changes begin to take effect. This episode, we're going to try to keep short. We've already been talking for 10 minutes telling you about the changes. But <laughs> there's a lot of things that we want to talk about is that we're excited about, you know, coming to the parks, movies, TV shows, all that stuff. So I think it's time to get into it. What do you let's guys think? Let's do it. Yeah. Okay, so yeah. let's quickly recap. Uh, two years ago, we did some Disney resolutions. Mm-hmm. And I think in early 2019 we didn't do these resolutions we we kind of recapped and we kind of talked about some of the things that we were looking forward to in 2019 mm-hmm. so we're going to do something similar for this one but uh resolution wise uh is there anything that you've kind of thought about in 2019 thinking like oh, i should have done this i, I should have done that or going into 2020 is there anything that you think you know what i really want to do this in 2020. <laughs> Finally try a turkey leg. <laughs> oh For the gosh. third year in a row. It's been, it's been years and I've been saying that. It's like I haven't had the chance to do it. So there you go. Now, so are, you going to, um, are you going to go for the Disneyland turkey leg or the DCA turkey leg? Uh, Disneyland? Okay. As it should right. be. Because there's wow. a difference. Yeah. I mean... Apparently there is, but I don't know. <laughs> so there, it, that's a joke from several years ago where we were talking about turkey legs and that I could distinguish the difference between a turkey leg from Disneyland and a turkey mm-hmm. leg from DCA because one from Disneyland seems more magical. And the ones from DCA <laughs> just taste a little saltier. Got it. <laughs> <laughs> um, there is, and, and I'll tell you the scientific evidence behind this, okay? There is none. <laughs> aside from the fact that I've had a turkey leg in each park, maybe I just caught one at DCA on a day that, I, I don't know, my taste buds were just tasting, were tasting the salt a little more than usual or something. Right. I don't know. Hmm. But yeah, to me, the one at DCA just seems saltier. They're all made the exact same way. But Mel, if you're going to have this turkey leg, maybe I need to put that to the test again. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we we were supposed to have that vlog. We were. And we never did. That's the other thing. You know, I I need to start getting better about finishing these vlogs. 
I- I'm going to have to figure out how that's all going to fit in to, like, our new schedule. Because, you know, as, as I was saying a, a little bit ago, a-, a lot of the changes that happened, especially towards the end of 2019, uh, I think to better myself, it was more of a, you know, be more present for my family. I think that's one of the things that I want to really change this year as well. You know, there's a lot of career stuff that I want to do as well that we kind of touched on. But I think just being more present for my family overall, you know, not just my my immediate family, like my kids and my my wife and stuff, you know, but overall, you know, Mm -hmm. and there's some changes of what we used to do when we were kids and stuff that we're just we talked about it a lot you know, at my at my grandpa's funeral. And that's some of the stuff that I want to implement. So I want to make sure that I can do that and still kind of keep up with all this other stuff that we're doing. So, sure, sure. but I digress. So before we continue <laughs> with this episode and we jump into all of the things that we're looking forward to, I want to remind you that this episode of Podcasters is brought to you by a wonderful group of people known as the FGP squad. What is the FGP squad? <laughs> I'm so glad that you asked. The FGP squad stands for our podcast, Fairy Got Parents, and they are a group of folks that help support making these episodes through their contributions on Patreon. If you want more information on how you can become part of the FGP squad, head over to podcateers.com slash FGP. And of course, as always, to all of the members of the FGP squad, we just want to send a huge thank you for their continued support. So... Back to resolutions. Gavin, what's one of your resolutions for 2020? Yeah, mine is slightly nebulous, but um, in my head, it makes sense. So uh, now that we've been in California for about a year and a half, we are starting to look at um, future trips and travel opportunities over the next couple of years. And one thing that I want to do is to begin to put into place a solid plan uh, to go to Walt Disney World, which Mm. I have not been to since 1989. Um, So they've added, I think, one or two things since then. Uh, Maybe Maybe one or two. (laughs) Yeah, one or two parks. Uh, (laughs) And uh, yeah, so to me, like, that's like my main goal is to have an idea. Like, I'm not saying I'm going to Disney World in 2020. I can almost guarantee I'm not. But I want to have a plan for when I can go and start building towards that. Uh, So that as on the Disney level, that's like my main goal. Yeah, that's a good goal. We have a similar one as well. I think 2020 is the year that we're going to finally just start setting aside some money to go on that Disney World trip. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to figure out ways to get over the whole flying thing. Got it. And that way, you know, when when we have the money available and we book our trip, I'm just going to be ready. You know, um, Has Lynette watched the show The A-Team? Probably not. Okay, have her watch that show. She'll she'll know how to get you on a plane. <laughs> well, regardless of how she gets me on the plane, <laughs> I have told myself that it's something that I want to do because just because that's my irrational fear doesn't necessarily mean that, you know, I need to put that on my kids. So sure. my kids don't know about that. Like, yeah. I mean, they'll probably know one day listening to this, but they don't know about it and I don't want them to know about it and I don't want them to care about it. Not because I want them to be like, Oh, well dad's super manly because he like flight. No, it has nothing to do with that. It's because 
your kids take on your traits unknowingly sometimes. And I don't mm-hmm. want them to have an irrational fear because of one that I built over time. Yeah. So, yeah, it's something that I'm going to work on. We're going to start saving up for Disney World and take our first family trip to Disney World. It's going to be great. We're probably going to end up going in a few years once the changes to all the parks have happened and mm-hmm. all of the new stuff has opened. I don't think it'll happen for the anniversary because that's in 2022, right? Well, the big anniversary is 2021 for 21. Magic Kingdom. Yeah. Okay. So it probably won't happen. We'll see. But just like you, we have that plan as well. Yeah. But there's a big anniversary in 2022 for Epcot. For Epcot, right? Yeah. Yeah, And I think that's the one that I was more interested in going to because Epcot was going to have such a huge change. I've never seen Epcot in in its current form other than traveling via Google Maps and YouTube (laughs) to ride the attractions. But if most of it – I feel like – I've learned from listening to people talking about how they feel about coming to Disneyland during the year, in the last couple of years, really, when all the walls were up and attractions weren't available, you can't enjoy yourself because a lot of stuff, it's closed and, and you know, you pay all this money to go on vacation and then you can't really enjoy it. Mm-hmm. I feel yeah. like that's where I kind of fall right now. I want to make sure that when we go, stuff is open the walls are down and we can just enjoy the new version of the park. It's sad that we never got a chance to experience the old one, but that's okay. I'm okay with that. Mm-hmm. Mine is, I don't know. It's, it's super simple. It's super, super simple. And that's to finally watch Mickey's Philhar magic. Oh my <laughs> gosh. <laughs> you are the worst wow. Disney fan in the world. I mean, I will take that moniker for now. <laughs> oh, I cannot believe. The, so the day that we went. It's always an excuse. No, no. Listen, listen. <laughs> I, I honestly tried, okay? The day that we went that I reached level 40 on Pokemon Go. Yes, that happened in 2019. Super psyched about it. The day that we went, <laughs> we showed up late, okay? By the time that we got there, it was past 5 o'clock. And I was waiting for the raid to happen. That happened shortly after six, I want to say. I don't remember. But then we had to rush over to stand in line because the kids wanted a picture with Santa. And the Santa line closed at seven. So I had to make sure that I finished my raid. And then and I, I went and stood in line to do the Santa thing. And the line was long. I mean, it took a while to get through that line. By the time that we were done... We were trying to rush back to Hollywoodland, and mm-hmm. PhilharMagic closed at 8. So we didn't get there in time. We showed up just sh- like a few minutes after 8 o'clock. Uh. So I honestly tried to see it that day. I just didn't know it ended at 8 p.m. Does it close before the park closes? Yes. Why? Yeah. That's I weird. I didn't even know that. Uh, I don't know why. Probably huh. to clean up the theater. Probably because they want to get like the last show in at eight, and then after that, they kind of close it up and clean it and leave it for the next day. Interesting. Uh, but the last showing, basically, they closed the the entrance at eight, so I couldn't get in anymore. So I did make an attempt to watch it on that day, and I honestly <sighs> want to watch it. So, twenty twenty is the year of Philhar <laughs> Magic for me. That's it. That's it's gonna happen. I have three hundred and sixty-five, sixty-six, I think, because it's leap year, right? Well, you're uh-huh. blacked out for some of those days, but how yeah. dare you? I... Only the first six days and the last two weeks of December. Right. 
You got you got a good 350 days. Ish, yes. And that's fine. <laughs> I think it's totally doable. Okay. So that's my that's my resolution. It's like I said, super simple. I don't want to make the stakes super high. If anything, I would probably want to keep up my trend of reading more Disney books, mm-hmm. which I did a couple years ago. I thought that was a really good one. And this year, I tried to keep up the trend, even though it wasn't like one of my resolutions at the beginning of the year. But Bob Iger's book, man, yeah. I love it. Nice. I'm on my second reading through. Holy cow. Wow. Yeah. Crazy. On my second reading through. So I'm going to memorize it so that I could just recite it. And then after that, I'll know all of Bob Iger's secrets. I mean, I kind of know them now mm-hmm. because I read through the book. But nice. FYI, I was a little disappointed that the Audible book only has him at the beginning. Like he reads the foreword and he reads the introduction, but then somebody else reads the rest of the book. Uh, so uh, that was kind of disappointing. I mean, his time is a, is probably valued a little too highly to be reading an audiobook. I I guess, but come on, Bobby. Really? I'm not saying that it should be, but I'm just saying that it is. Yeah, true. Okay. Some of the things that uh, I think we should talk about that that are coming in 2020. Obviously, there's a lot of stuff coming to Disney Plus. There's a lot of stuff coming to the parks. Let's exclude some of the stuff coming to Epcot and coming to the parks on the East Coast because uh I mean, we're primarily going to be here, you know, on the West Coast. So let's talk about more Disneyland, DCA. What's one of the main things you guys are looking forward to in the parks? I'm looking forward to the plussing, refurbishment, whatever they've got in store for both Indiana Jones and Snow White. Those have me really excited. I think they are both attractions that I love and that deserve some attention. And I've said it before, but, you know, we heard many months back that the budgets kind of following in the wake of Star Wars Galaxy's Edge and Avengers Campus were going to be very focused on reinvesting into the existing attractions and, you know, just giving some love back to the park. And I think it's needed in a lot of areas. And these are the first two big ones, I think, that they've announced. And I'm super excited about those. Nice. Yeah. Indy, Indy's going to be so good when it comes back up. (laughs) That and Marvel Campus, that I'm excited to see. I mean, of course, Rise is going to be awesome. We already know that. That's a given. But Marvel Campus, when that whole thing opens, yeah, I can't wait to hear like the music and just everything. Just see the details. So summer. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. Um, I will have... I'm sure I will have many questions once Avengers Campus comes out because I'm not the biggest Marvel guy. I haven't seen all the movies, especially when it comes to the Spider-Man attraction. I don't know much about Spider-Man. And so I'm wondering if there's going to be some things that you guys are going to be like, oh, yeah, did you see that? And I'm going to be like, "Uh, what's that? I don't get it. You know, like, I wonder how much is going to be. I'll be a good litmus test for what is like universally entertaining in Avengers Campus um, just because the theme is something I'm completely not interested in. Um, So it's really going to be down to can you entertain a non-Marvel fan uh, by just making a solid attraction, you know? And I have total confidence that they can. I'm completely looking forward to those new attractions. I can't wait to see what they do. Um, But yeah, that's going to be interesting. So I think it'll be... 
a contest this year between Rise of the Resistance and they're they're giving us two Marvel attractions in Phase One. Is that right? It's Spider Man yeah. and what's the other one? I can't. Oh, it's something to do with Ant Man, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. It's, so, it's more of a restaurant, I think. Oh, I thought there was two attractions. Pim Industries. Oh, okay. Well, then it's going to be basically a competition between Rise of the Resistance and Spider-Man to see like which one ends up being more popular, more successful. Like since they both come out this year, they're both going to be e-ticket attractions. I think that'll be interesting to see how that plays out. Uh, Avengers Headquarters and the Pim Test Kitchen. Oh. We're also supposed to get like a section with Doctor Strange and stuff, but the other thing that's, that's more opening, of a meet and greet experience, yeah, though, right? Yeah. It's like a courtyard with effects or something. The whole whatever Quinjet one comes in phase two, right? Yeah. Okay. So ultimately, there's going to be three e-tickets in Avengers Campus. Is the that right? Pim Test Kitchen is just a place to get food. Right. So, but I'm saying ultimately you'll have Guardians of the Galaxy, oh, Spider-Man, yes, yes, yes. and the Quinjet thing in yes. Whopper. Yes. Got it. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah, Avengers Campus is definitely one of the things that I'm excited about in 2020. I think stepping into that world, uh, coming off of the heels of the Infinity Saga is going to be super exciting for a lot of people. Uh, I'm I'm sure that most of what's going to be promoted on Avengers Campus is going to primarily focus on the upcoming films. And uh, there's going to be a lot of things that maybe we don't recognize because it's going to be so centric around building building the next phases of the Marvel mm-hmm. Universe, especially now that Fox has become you know part of the Disney umbrella. You know, for now, we know that Iron Man, Doctor Strange, you know, all these characters that we're familiar with are going to be on Avengers Campus. But if you follow the comic books, there's X-Men and there's other characters that have become Avengers, you know, in the past or new Avengers. And especially if Avengers Campus is a way for us to connect and become superheroes, I'm curious to see how long it's going to take before we start seeing some of those other characters on Avengers Campus. Right. So outside of just the overlay, the changes, what they're bringing to the table for Avengers Campus, um, yeah, I think the characters are going to be one thing that I'm really curious about. This is kind of nice, too, because I remember when Guardians of the Galaxy opened, there was the Avengers manhole that was Mm -hmm. over on the side of the attraction and we all lost it we just like why is there avengers logo why is this coming why is this happening and i remember when i talked to brian crosby about it every time i would bring it up he's like secrets and he wouldn't (laughs) tell me like he like they are they were so good about guarding this until the announcement that Mm -hmm. it was so exciting you know to know uh that this was coming So I'm hoping that the manhole, I mean, it probably is just a prop just to kind of signify Avengers Campus, but I hope there's something else that happens. Like, I hope they figure out a way to open it and, like, smoke comes out and, I don't know, Ant-Man comes out or something. I don't know. Just (laughs) a cool way to wrap it all together, you know? Mm -hmm. I I feel like if they don't do something with the manhole specifically, I'm going to be kind of upset about it. I'm just going to (laughs) be sad, you know? Nice. Um, uh, magic happens. 
I think is another thing that I'm super excited about. It's nice that we're getting a brand new parade. Parades, you know, we've talked about this before that parades seem to run their course after a couple years. And there's some parades that just run for six, seven, eight years at a time. And if it's a great parade, it's easy to let it run that long, right? Mm -hmm. Because Mm -hmm. the music is catchy, the characters are great, the floats are really well designed. But looking at some of the concept art for what we're getting for Magic Happens, I'm so excited about this one. The music is super catchy. It's much, how do I explain it? When we heard the song at the D23 Expo, it seemed like it was less Disneyland and more Disney Channel. Interesting. See, that's what most of the parades sound like to me anyway. They sound more Disney Channel? Yeah. They. Be- I guess it's just because I kind of think of parades as cheesy, and I think of Disney Channel as cheesy. <laughs> <laughs> so- Even though I like some of that cheese, but uh, I I don't know. I, I think they all kind of sound a little too overly like sweet and cheesy (laughs) well see this one's not sweet and cheesy that's the thing like the song was written by todrick hall Mm -hmm. and at the d23 expo jordan fisher performed it it was just this high energy high school musical-esque style song Mm -hmm. that doesn't fit like the the really cutesy princessy harpy type songs like this was poppy and more mickey's mix magic i was than just anything gonna ask else okay what are what are the floats like though like i don't that. i don't know anything about this parade the concept art for these floats uh looks unlike general disney floats and feels more rose parade floaty yeah interesting yeah it hmm. seems like they went outside of what makes it look like a standard plastic shell with a lot of elements to it and they feel more organic and maybe that's just Hmm. because of the concept art but they feel more organic than like the plasticky looking style of sensational got it you know and Please don't get me wrong. I love the design of Mm -hmm. the Sensational Floats. I think for that parade, I think it was the perfect complement to the music, the choreography, and and everything that was involved with it. But this one seems like, again, at least from the concept art, it looks like they went for a more organic feel than anything else. Like you see it really a lot with like the Moana float where Maui's on. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. so we'll we'll try to pull some of that concept art and we'll include it in the blog post for the episode over at podcasters.com slash 289. If you guys want to take a quick look at some of that, the parade is scheduled to debut in February. So mm-hmm. I'm pretty excited. I think February 28th is the yes. official launch date for Magic Happens. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Yep. I, I- I'm going to try to be there. I really am going to try. I'm looking at the concept art right now. Um, it definitely does look different. It kind of looks like the next evolution of what was the one in Magic Kingdom? Was it Festival of Fantasy? Yes. Where they played with really extreme um, float designs, like with bridges and mm-hmm. towers and things like that. It looks like it's the next iteration of that with more detail and yeah it looks a lot more organic yeah 
Very cool. So that's, I think those are some of the major changes outside of Rise of the Resistance, which is mm-hmm. coming, you know, later in January. Has anything changed in your mind uh, just from the buzz that you guys have heard online or, you know, the crowds that we've seen at Galaxy's Edge? If you could just reiterate one last time quickly, how do you feel this is going to change the scope of how people feel about Galaxy's Edge? Will it change it? Uh, or do you just want to reserve that until we ride the attraction ourselves and figure out, you know, what the buzz is going to be? I say we we wait. Okay. I say we wait to see how it is and then compare the two. Yeah, I think because the general crowd level um, for this first um, eight months or whatever of Galaxy's Edge has been way less than we expected it to be we thought it was going to be an untouchable land for six to 12 months that didn't pan out so i don't know that this one's going to have that much of an effect on it um i know that the wait times will be lengthy uh, regardless Mm -hmm. uh and i'm hoping that when it opens they also open the fast pass for smugglers run which they Ah, still haven't done i am completely baffled why they haven't opened that yet but that uh that'll be interesting to see so yeah i don't know i i I think the jury is definitely out on what the crowd levels will end up being yeah one thing that i have had a chance to read about with rise of the resistance is the queuing technique that they use for it um Mm -hmm. i forgot what how what they dubbed it or what it was called exactly something boarding oh boarding passes yeah the boarding passes Mm -hmm. um it's been such a success as far as loading people that I read that the Disney company is currently looking into using the same techniques for other attractions. Hmm. And I think it's the evolution of FastPass. It's the evolution of what we have in the apps, right? Hmm. And if I, I know I said let's not talk about Epcot, but I, I think one huge change that will be coming to Epcot or, or Disney World in late 2020 is the release of Disney Genie. You know, Disney Genie is supposed to be like your digital concierge where once you set fast passes and everything, if you can't get to one because your schedule changed, you went to go eat, you say, I can't make it to this one, and it will automatically reschedule everything for you for the rest of the day. Hmm. I think the boarding passes will somehow be integrated into that type of technology. And the Disney app itself will serve more of that digital concierge in the future. Like I I think that's just like a step in that direction. Mm -hmm. So I'm excited to see how it works out here at Disneyland and how it gets integrated into other attractions, you know, in the future. Yeah. So let's talk about some movies. As far as the entire schedule of things that's com- that are coming out in 2020, I'll talk to Skyler if he has some time, you know, and if we can fit it into his schedule, maybe we can come and have him do a preview of all the films in like in an upcoming episode. Sure. And you know, he can give us his predictions like he did last year as far as, you know, what he thinks they're going to make and give us some a rundown of everything. But if there's one or two movies that each of you are looking forward to this year, what would you say? Mel, let's start with you. Ooh. Um, well, Jungle Cruise for sure. Yep. Um, and actually Mulan. It was uh, at first it was Onward, and which I'm still going to probably love. But I just seen the trailer finally because I'm just I live under a rock. 
Mm. Um, I got to see the trailer and dang, it looks like a good, strong movie and more about empowerment. So I'm totally for it. And I, I think those are the two that I'm most excited about. Yeah. Gavin, what about you? Yeah, I'm looking forward to all the animated movies. Um, Onward and Soul from Pixar and then whatever that last dragon <sighs> one is from one Disney. I, I, Raya and the Last Dragon? Raya and the Last Dragon, yes. I, I mentioned this in our, in our pre-show discussion. I feel like Disney doesn't do their marketing and promoting of their animated films like they used to, where... The year before with their, you know, re- annual release, like they would start hyping the next thing. Like we'd see the first big preview of the next thing at those films. Right. So yeah. I remember distinctly mm-hmm. sitting in the theater for Beauty and the Beast and seeing the first preview for Aladdin. And I remember very distinctly going to Aladdin and seeing that opening circle of life scene from Lion King that was still two years out, but they gave us that scene. And that was the most hype I've ever felt about a Disney movie. And they continued that tradition throughout the nineties. Nowadays, there's so much about scheduling exactly when to drop a trailer and when to hold back. And like, you can't like step on the toes of this movie. You got to wait until after. And I think they're, in some ways they're doing a disservice uh, to themselves, you know, because they're so worried about all of their other properties that they don't want to, I don't know, mess up the marketing for those other things. But I feel like people like see a lot of this stuff in their own silos. You know, I feel like, like the Marvel fans want to know about what the Marvel things are. They don't, you know, like seeing a Star Wars preview or seeing a Pixar preview is not going to distract them from the Marvel things that they're interested in. Right. And I feel like the same is true of the animation. So when they're not giving us like marketing and trailers and promos for these upcoming films, like I should I should know the name of the Disney movie coming out in 2020. But I've had had you had you remind me twice because we haven't seen anything from it, really. You know, like, why aren't they hyping it? I don't get it like that. That seems to be something that has changed. And I don't totally know why. So I I'm going to disagree with you slightly on this one. I don't think they're doing themselves a disservice because the biggest thing that's changed since then is social media. Okay. Previews at the beginning of a film were, like you said, a way for them to start promoting what was coming up in two years. Because outside of word of mouth, there wasn't a really great way to distribute the information that this was happening. But with things like YouTube and Twitter and Instagram, we find out that these you know trailers are available and look at the trailers they get millions if not billions of views and likes within 15 minutes of the release of the trailer the right, other thing but but i'm saying they haven't even given us a, tra- a full trailer for that movie yet that's what i'm saying no for the raya and the last dragon right? oh and, and i probably don't think and i'm sure we won't get one until like july that's dumb It should have been at Frozen 2 because that's the Disney animation studio. It has nothing to do with Pixar. Like, Pixar is its own thing. And the fact that that's what kills me. Like, you know, I don't think they need the months of traction anymore, though. I don't know. Maybe. 
like like I said, it if it's one of those things where they needed the traction to build up over a year or two in order to get the buzz out, you don't need that anymore. Like word spreads so quickly through social media that you could release it two weeks before and it would generate so much buzz that it would probably still break all sorts of records. Yeah, I mean, maybe I two weeks is exaggerating, right? Maybe maybe it has to be at least a month or two out mm-hmm. because people begin to plan that stuff. But, I mean, I'm, I'm not the type of person now especially that is chomping at the bit to go see trailers at the movies. Like, I'm, I always ask now if I'm placing, uh, like, uh, an order for tickets, right? Mm-hmm. If I can help it, I will ask them, what time does a real movie start? Because I want to know how much time I have to go buy popcorn and some kind of concession. Mm-hmm. So if I know that I'm going to get 20 minutes of trailers, I know that I have a 20-minute window before or after it says that the movie actually, quote-unquote, starts before it actually starts to go yeah. to the restroom, buy soda, buy popcorn, because I know that all of those trailers I'm going to be able to watch on YouTube. If there's one in particular that I've seen or that I'm excited about, yes, I will watch it. And if right. I know that like, hey, when are, are we going to see the trailer for this and this, then I will watch it. Like all the Avengers ones, I would watch at the movies. Mm-hmm. Everything else, I don't care enough about. I just watch it on YouTube and it'll satisfy my need to watch that trailer. Well, and that's the thing, like, and I've talked about it before on the podcast. Like I'm not a trailer hunter. I don't like watch all the trailers. I don't, you know, like watch the schedule of trailer drops and like, you know, seek out all the trailers to watch. Right. Like I don't ultimately care, especially with a Disney movie. Like it's a Disney animated movie. I'm going to see it. It doesn't matter if I've seen the trailer or not. My point is, like they used to just do a better job of getting the word out there that, hey, in 2020, we've got a brand new Disney animated film coming out. It's called this. Here's the title card. Here's the trailer. Like this is our big deal. Like shout it from the mountaintops. This is our big deal. Like I don't care if I've seen a trailer, but I feel like they're just not making it known. Right. Yeah. Like, I don't know. I feel like even the two Pixar films, I feel like are really under advertised and they come out Mm -hmm. both in the first half of the year. And I feel like they're really under advertised. I just I I find that really strange. And especially when, you know, they've got this Frozen franchise making billions of dollars and, you know, the Pixar movies always top box office hits. I don't it's just weird to me that they're not better about shouting it out yeah no i I understand that i think it's going to be interesting to see how much more that changes in the upcoming years especially now that they have disney plus because Mm -hmm. services like disney plus don't have commercials at least not yet right right and and at 6.99 there's going to come a breaking point where they're either going to have to raise the price in order to keep up or they're going to have to start adding commercials before or after or ads on the title screen or the menu mm-hmm. or something, right? We saw it mm-hmm. with Netflix. We saw it with Hulu. Hulu obviously offers two different pricing models where it's like six or seven bucks with ads in between from the at the beginning of the show, at the end of the show, and in between every like 10 or 15 minutes or something. So you get at least three or four ads per thing that you watch. Uh, and then they have like the $12 model where it's, you know, you, you don't get any ads at all. So for the people that don't have any ads, it's going to be interesting how that affects 
the upcoming features, right? Because you're not getting those commercials. Even if it wasn't at the beginning, in between watching a TV show or a film on television, you would get commercials and they would advertise these upcoming uh, projects. But now with so many people cutting the cord, they're not seeing it. They have to rely on things like YouTube ads or pre-rolls or these other methods of advertising like posting on Instagram, posting on Twitter, posting on Facebook, etc. in order to get the word out for what's happening. So I feel like there's going to be more of an integration of those commercials into the parks where Mm -hmm. in the parks we're going to begin to see like these mini commercials as floats or as mini previews or as posters around something like maybe even announcements on the tram who knows Mm -hmm. you know but they're gonna have to find a way to do it because i think this is just stage one stage one is kind of shifting away from yes everybody sees it as a trailer at the movies to how are we going to start advertising now that people are cutting the cord and are paying to not see commercials you know, that's a hurdle I think a lot of companies are going to start reaching and have to figure out how to get over in the next couple of years. Sure, sure. Um, so, yeah, the, definitely the animated films, all looking forward to them. The ones that you mentioned, Mel, also very excited about. Um, I'm excited to see the Marvel stuff. Surprise, surprise. <laughs> uh, Black Widow and Eternals uh, are two things that I'm excited about. But not necessarily because they are Marvel. I'm excited about them because I'm curious to see how they handle life after the Infinity Saga. The Infinity Saga played out for 10 years, you know, and it was a series of films that were super successful, all uh, obviously culminating in Endgame. But uh, I think the people that grew up with the infinity saga are not necessarily the people that are going to grow up with the next couple of phases of Marvel. And a lot of the changes and a lot of the characters that are going to be introduced into the next phases, obviously we're going to have our black Panthers and Ant-Man's and some of these characters that we're already familiar with, but just like, you know, Chris Evans and Robert Downey Jr. And all these other characters, their contracts will expire soon. And then after that, what are we going to be left with? A bunch of brand new characters. And of course, now we have all of the Fox properties that are going to be integrated into the MCU. And that's going to be super interesting because I'm sure they're not going to use the same casting that they used for previous X-Men movies, with the exception, obviously, of Ryan Reynolds' Deadpool and maybe Hugh Jackman revised, uh, revisiting his role as Wolverine for a movie or two. Hard to say. Hmm. So I think the only guarantee is Ryan Reynolds right now. And outside yeah. of that, I'm pretty sure they're going to want to cast um, actors and actresses that, um, I hate to say it like this, that are on the younger side that can carry that franchise for a handful of years the same way that mm-hmm. the Avengers carried this one for so long. But so, yeah, like for me, the biggest thing is going to be how Marvel handles the MCU going forward. And I think these first two films were filmed in in such a tight-knit process with this last uh, set of films that it's going to begin to set up all these upcoming phases. Mm, Right. So that's what I'm excited about. 
Um, so yeah, I, I think that that covers a lot of the stuff that's coming to the parks. Uh, obviously, there's tons of stuff coming to Disney Plus. Mm-hmm. You know, we have an episode dedicated to to Armchair Imagineering Disney Plus. As a matter of fact, <laughs> Heck yeah, coming up later this year <laughs> after we've had it for about a year or so. Um, I will say though that some of the series that have been trickling out, like Pixar in real life, absolutely one of my favorite yeah. things on there. I'm I'm waiting to see the Wally episode. I'm <laughs> so excited about it. It's the same Wally that we've seen at the expo and at different events. Uh, it's a a Wally. There's there's this really talented um, robot creator. His name is Michael McMaster, and he made the Wally. He makes R two D two robots. He makes all sorts of stuff, and it's his Wally that they're using in the series. And nice. I'm I, I'm like so excited. I'm beyond excited to see this. I need it like now. Nice. And I keep seeing other stuff release, and I'm like, "Where's my Wally?" <laughs> that's hilarious. Um, so that's it. I think that's gonna wrap it up for our episode on what we're looking forward to. If there's anything that we miss, or if there's anything in particular that you are looking forward to, we hope that you want to join the conversation and join us on Instagram, Facebook, or on Twitter. Just search for Podcateers. You can also leave a comment on the blog post for this episode over at podcateers.com slash 289. We'd love to hear from you and share those thoughts in an upcoming episode. And of course, if there is any suggestions that you have for episodes or content that you'd like us to talk about, share that with us as well. We love doing this. We love researching and, you know, we've joked about it before, but we're also kind of serious that we're not historians, but man, we love Disney history. Yeah. So <laughs> we always fall into this crazy rabbit hole when we research stuff and we love it. So anything that you want us to hear that that you want to hear about that you're curious about, um, you know, we'll we'll figure out a way to talk about it. So sweet. Uh, I wanted to make one last point about the animated films coming out this year that I forgot to mention. Uh, real quick, it is so refreshing that we're getting three animated films: two from Pixar, one from Disney, and not a single sequel among them. That is so refreshing. I'm very, very (laughs) excited about that. So I just wanted to say that. I I, I criticize their hype, but I'm so on board with their new stories. So, (laughs) yes. Just knowing our conversations, uh, even off of the podcast when it comes to that, I know how excited you are right now. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel the excitement (laughs) for you. Thank you. (laughs) Right. Mel? You know what? Happy New Year. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Episode Happy New Year. Year. <laughs> we is. forgot to mention that this episode drops on New Year's Day. That's it right. <laughs> that's right. Happy New Year to Heck everybody. Yeah. Uh, we're looking forward to 2020 and all the content that we're going to be bringing you. So until next time, keep dreaming, keep moving forward, and always remember to pass on the magic. Have a wonderful week, everyone. Bye. Made you look. <laughs>